Welcome to Blockbuster Breakdown. This is Kay, joined with Cameron, Sam, and Zach. Today, we are talking about the newest movie in the MCU, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, as well as the premiere of Secret Invasion. So, Cameron, what did you think of Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Um, so, I personally thought it was a satisfying ending to the trilogy. I think they tied up the loose ends very well. I do think there were some clunky parts of uh, the story. I think a lot of things were very convenient for the Guardians. Um, but, and I do think there was a lot of, uh, there were one or two too many characters in this movie. Um, but overall, I think the stuff with Rocket was really good, really emotional, really dark. I honestly didn't expect it to be that dark. I think it's arguably one of the darkest things that's been in the entire MCU up to this point. Yeah. And I think they really dug into it emotionally and made made you really feel for it. And like, you know, putting these like ugly animals and like the first time you're seeing them being like, oh, th these things are horrific to look at but then making them so innocent by the time that when the, you know they you, when uh it's shown that the high evolutionary killed them it's just like even just hard to watch honestly yeah um and then just the way I, they kind of retired the guardians i don't know if that's the right word because you know obviously they made it clear that star lord's gonna be back and stuff um but for me i personally was satisfied with uh the ending to the guardians of the galaxy trilogy yeah i feel like i feel like the guardians movies um are like kind of always more like gory and edgy and stuff than all the other marvel movies are yeah i i'm borderline surprised this was pg-13 obviously they like dropped the the first f-bomb in the entire in the mcu in this movie and yeah the the, the rip, ripping off the high evolutionary's face and like showing yeah. his face just mutilated i was like oh my gosh this movie's kind of kind of wild i'm surprised it's pg-13 but disney can get away with stuff i guess yeah so um uh sam what did you think and uh for anyone watching for this time sam um notoriously has very interesting opinions so <laughs> sam sam what did I you definitely think definitely do it's actually um i'm not too far off from cameron's opinion i feel um, I do think, uh, for starters, that the ending was pretty satisfying. Um, I think for most people it made them feel, which is the, one of the most important things, if not the most important thing you're looking for in a movie. Um, I had my fair share of problems throughout the entire film, which not everyone, uh, seems to share. Um, there were some plot holes I noticed, um... There were some, as Cameron noted, conveniences for certain characters. Um, to be completely frank, I thought a fair portion of the the earlier stages of the movie was a little bit dry. Um, but I actually really liked all of the characters. Um, I think yeah. they did a really good job with um, character enrichment, character development. Um, there were a couple of characters that didn't do as much as I'd like them to, but I still enjoyed them. Uh, with regards to the animal cruelty theme, I found myself appreciating that as well. Oh, you liked um, the animal cruelty? Oh yeah, I love animal cruelty. <laughs> um, I, I like that they 
felt that it was something important to talk about. And it is. And a lot of people didn't like that as much. A lot of people felt that it wasn't something that should be in a PG-13 movie. Um, and maybe this is because I am part of an audience older than ages 13, 14, 15. Um, but I appreciated that they wanted to, you know, spend time talking yeah. about a dark topic like that. And I think they did a, a really good job of spreading that awareness. Um, yeah. Uh, you talked about, it seems both of you guys have kind of mentioned um, like plot or like convenience sort of thing. And I remember when Cameron and I first saw the movie, we were thinking that, um, we were thinking we were a little surprised that none of the guardians died. Yeah, I uh, I share the sentiment. Um, to be completely frank, Rocket probably should have died. Star Lord probably should have died. <laughs> I Maybe we really more. thought they killed Star Lord at the end of the movie. Like, yeah, it really mm -hmm. seemed like that's what was going to happen. I think Drax should have died, but that's another story. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that's that's a more minor plot hole. But um, we'll, we'll get to the specifics. Um, yeah, but I I agree. Um, I don't know if they uh, I don't know if they took death as seriously as they should have yeah. in this movie, which is kind of a, a precedent for Marvel in general. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Overall, um, the movie was not that bad. Um. I make it sound in my criticisms that I really didn't like, I really didn't like it, but actually um, I think I share a sentiment with most of us when I say it's probably one of, if not the best movies of phase four. Um, and yeah, it was a fun watch. Okay. Zach, what did you think? Phase five, by the way, that's what I said. That's, you said uh, phase five. <laughs> I said that I swear. Okay. Uh, well, I shared a sentiment that um, Cameron and Sam said, which being the characters are really good. They always are in Guardians movies, so that was no surprise. Um, I really enjoyed watching it, and like like the two prior, I think the darker tone in that this movie exhibits is really impressive and not something I was expecting to see, so that was really cool. And seeing where rocket comes from after being invested with him for a good amount of the mcu is really interesting and it was it was cool to see that he is more than just a sarcastic well now we know for sure raccoon um, yeah but there's a few things in this movie that i just can't i can't shake off there's like a there's one particular choice that is made that I'll get to a little later, that I just, I can't get behind. And I think that choice alone makes this movie, in my opinion, worse than the first two Guardians movies. I don't, for me, it's not a debate. I think, like, and I, I've seen this movie being, like, hailed as the best Guardians movie, or, like, easily better than the second. But I think that, in fact, this movie is easily worse than the first two Guardians movies. Um... And I, th I, f I find that hard to debate, so I'll be, I'm curious what you guys think about that. But uh, overall, I was I was still happy, and considering I, w I was really kind of fed up with the MCU, so it was good to watch an MCU movie and come out of it smiling. So I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Fun movie. Yeah. Out of curiosity, 
do do any of us think that this movie is better than Guardians One or Two? No. Uh, I personally don't. I think what Zach was talking about, where specifically the people who would like put it over two. I don't think those people, I, I'm not one of those people, so I'm not trying to speak for them, but what I would assume is there's a large group of people out there who do not like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Like, they think it's not a good movie. Oh, really? So I would yeah. assume that's more of them saying Guardians 1 is great, Guardians 3 is good, Guardians 2 sucks. Um, but I I personally have, like, I, I again, I liked this movie. I think Guardians 1 and 2 are two of the best movies in the entire MCU, whereas this movie is just one of the best movies they've released recently. But I want to go as far to say, like, oh, it's one of the best things they've made in the last, you know, throughout this entire um, 15 year span. Yeah. Um, just out of curiosity, like Sam, uh, what if we go in a line and just rank the Guardians movies? So, Cameron, what would you rank them? I, I rank them in order. Um, one, two, three. Best to worst. One, two, three. Okay. Sam? Exact same. One, two, three. Zach? Mm-hmm. Two, one, three. I'm a, I'm a Guardians really? two. I, I really like Guardians two. Similar really to Zach, do. I'm also on the two, one, three train. Okay. Respectable. Two, two is my favorite. Yeah, I think two, they're, I have them in like the same tier. I just think, I because so Kate and I actually just rewatched the first two uh in like in preparation before we went and saw the third one and i i actually originally before we rewatched them i actually had it two one three as well but i did i honestly didn't realize like how perfect the setup i know we're not getting in deep diving into guardians one but i just didn't remember how amazing like the setup of the team was like i thought i I think that part of the movie is fantastic it's very it's very impressive that marvel managed to take um a group of characters that like uh almost nobody knew and has turned it to uh personally i believe the most entertaining marvel series of movies the tri- you mean trilogy like trilogy you think it's yeah. the best trilogy i think it's the best trilogy <laughs> of uh, any marvel series i think it's yeah i don't know if i would go that far but i think it's top two yeah i think i might i think i it's it's i think it's one of the best if not the best trilogies. maybe um i the only spider-man the spider-man trilogy is really I think, like, ooh, really good i think guardians is better yeah i think so too so i i, I never really uh talked about the movie overall um i think that uh like you guys i think the characters were really good one of the things that um i thought was like that fell flat a little in the movie is i think there were parts that were really really funny and that's kind of one of my favorite parts about the guardians movies is how funny they are but there were some instances where i think that the comedy fell flat or it was a little hard to laugh at because they were squeezing comedy right in between the really really emotional parts um and i i don't think it worked that well um when i I, i'm trying to remember a specific example I didn't honestly feel that way because when I when you describe that that that's when I think of like I would think of like Thor Love and Thunder like that movie was trying to have Gore the God Butcher be its villain and still put comedy into every 30 second interval of the movie like I 
I per yeah, I personally thought this movie. I I don't think they even tried to be nearly as funny as the first two Guardians movies. I think they were ma- way more focused on yeah, um, like the emotional aspects. I think that criticism applies more to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two than three because I think Guardians Two is like the one that tries to be the funniest out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. Like w- especially with like the Drax and Mantis stuff, like. And I and I think it's funny, but I I would just think if you had that criticism, I would I would say that more about uh, the second Guardians than the the third one. I don't feel like they were even trying to be insanely funny in this movie, besides the fact that these characters are just fu- like funny in their own right. I guess. I think I agree with you that they weren't trying to be funny in this movie, but I would still count it as a criticism because it it's kind of a well known element guardians movies at this point that they at least try to be funny um and i was a little sad that this movie didn't try to do that as much or if they did they weren't successful but yeah i i was looking for a little more of what i saw in guardians one yeah i actually agree with that because what i personally was kind of sad about uh especially watching the first one and uh the first two is rocket is so funny like he is just such a jerk in the funniest way. And it's it's understanding why they made the choice in this movie because he was out of commission for the entire first half. And then the second half was like focused on him like kind of realizing who he is and that he's not this atrocious like beast who like and he can't accept himself, but he finally does. Like I understand why like he wasn't as funny in this movie because there weren't as many opportunities since he was out for the first half and then it would have been weird if he was being a big jerk in the second half of the movie because it's focused on him like getting his retribution in in a positive way but i agree with sam like i was like dang like i rocket didn't make me laugh very many times in this movies after the in the first two movies he's just like everything he says is hilarious it wasn't really like this and like that in this movie yeah. Um actually that's a that's a kind of a good segue to my biggest problem with uh Rocket is my favorite guardian. I really I think he's uh not by far because the guardians are great, but I just I think he's really funny. I think he's also can be surprisingly mature sometimes. Like there's a lot of mature scenes with him. But I think you could have made this movie and I think it would have been better if they didn't decide to put him in a coma for two thirds of it. I think that's cur- I, I just disagree with that decision. I think there was a way to tell his backstory without knocking him out. Like five minutes in the movie, I just like. I just think it's an incredible waste of Rocket in the final Guardian or installment in the Guardians movies, and ironically, in a movie that's supposed to be focused on him, and it is, we get the least of typical rocket he's like kind of a different character he's like much more serious and like that's fine it's a different journey for him i guess but it's such a departure from i think what most people really like about rocket so i just i'm curious what you guys think about that because i that was my least favorite part of the movie and that's like that for that reason alone i don't like it as much as the first two movies Uh, he's just not well i definitely um i just I do think that Rocket's a big part of the Guardians. Um, when I was considering my ranking for the movie, um, 
I didn't uh, think as highly as the protagonist just because Rocket's out of it the whole time. Um, yeah. Um, well, I kind of, I under, I don't know. I don't think the decision irked me as much because I think it was like, it did give the movie, I think the part I liked about it was it gave the movie one goal, which was to save Rocket. Like when you look at Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's like the first half is kind of just like as much as I like that movie, the first half's kind of just them like hanging out um, because they don't know e- Ego's uh, like a genocidal maniac yet. And the, the goal isn't really found in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 until the very end when it's like, oh, well, we need to kill Ego because he's trying to murder the entire galaxy. I, I, I guess the part I liked it provided the goal was like it was to save rocket it was very clear what they were trying to get done the entire movie because rocket was on the verge of dying and they didn't they didn't want to let that happen um i think the part that honestly irked me the most about like what you were talking about zach was they the reason rocket dot like is that in that situation in the first place is because they introduced this guy who is supposed to be this menacing uh I, I guess anti-hero Adam Warlock and he is like he clearly is a big threat from that first scene he he takes out Drax like puts a hole in his chest he um yeah he almost kills Rocket like he's clearly such a big threat and that's but that's like it he's not really a big threat for the literally the entire rest of the movie and I feel like uh they could have done something way different with like Adam Warlock that would have given them more to do once rocket wasn't like out of commission i think they should have done more with adam warlock instead of oh well we need to go to this planet to get this and then this planet to sit to get the kill switch and then this planet to like because that's kind of what it was i think i think that was the weakest part of the movie which i'm wondering if that's what sam was is talking about when he says he wasn't a big fan of that i that's what I personally think was the biggest weakness was I think there are ways they could have made it better once rocket was out of commission that they did not do. It was certainly a factor. Um, I, I make a point of bringing up that I don't really appreciate how the villains were introduced in this movie because you have with high evolutionary and Adam Warlock, you have two, very powerful, debatably overpowered villains that arrive almost out of nowhere, definitely out of nowhere if you haven't read the comics. Um, and in Adam Warlock's case, he like showcases his insane levels of power and then doesn't do a lot for the rest of the movie. And in the high Evo- in the high evolutionary's case, he actually plays a significant part in this movie but it still feels very there's no backstory like where are they coming from why are they here why are they here right now and why do they both have to be here at the same time it was just very chaotic and very poorly explained and i've taken note of the fact that yes this is already a long movie and they only have so much time to do everything but then you know it's not it it would have been a lot more successful to me if we had first of all just one villain 
and second, a more thoroughly developed one. Um, and I'm not going to go on a huge tangent about everything at once, um, but long story short, yes, I do agree um, that Adam Warlock's role in this movie was um, improperly executed, and I definitely agree that Rocket did not play as much of a role in this movie as he should. And he was present in at, at some points during the first two-thirds of the movie, but it wasn't the Rocket that we knew, and it wasn't very much Rocket, and it wasn't nearly as fun to watch as Rocket from the last two movies. So, yeah, those are a couple of points of failure for me. So, Sam, I actually have a question, because... Uh, you said earlier that you think the beginning of the movie, uh, the first hour or so, was slow and kind of boring. I personally think the beginning of the movie was really good. I thought it was really good. Um, and it kind of gave me... This might be going a little too far, but I it kind of gave me like Infinity War vibes of like um, the group was kind of split up because they're all trying to run this like city nowhere and um quill was like getting drunk and stuff and uh i i just think i think like they were kind of split up and stuff and then adam warlock flew in and started uh just like fighting them individually because they were separated um and obviously when they finally got together they were able to fight him off uh easier but I don't know. I just thought it was a really entertaining beginning, and I was—I'm I'm kind of surprised to hear that you think that it wasn't very—it was boring. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, to be clear, when I when I say beginning, I think like the very first few minutes of the movie, where it sets up what the plot is going to be. That's interesting. Um, but the first, like like you pointed out, uh, the first hour to hour and a half-ish is very dry for me. And the reason is because the plot is so like stereotypical archetypal hero's journey. Like, they have, like, they need to recover a password, I guess to save Rocket. And it's the... The goal just doesn't feel genuine to me because I feel like... And maybe I'm being too nitpicky here, but I feel like Starlord could just hack into his systems. I mean, they hack into Orbocorp in, like, the first half hour of the movie with no explanation. He just, like, hacks the invincible force fields, and so it's like, can't you hack into their same technology? question mark yeah but Wait, so when you say the, the are, is the part that you're saying is the least favorite is like the orgo corp part is like uh no i mean i don't think well i'll tell you what my least favorite part of the movie is later <laughs> but uh-huh. um it's 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 not uh, the orbo corp uh, scenes it's not like those weren't fun to watch. I kind of had some fun seeing that. It's just that 
the 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 goal that they had and the plot that the entire movie relies on as a foundation isn't very secure to me and so it feels like for that first hour to hour and a half they're going on a wild goose chase for like absolutely nothing like if they had captured rocket and taken him away it would feel like there was a lot more of a stake because rocket is physically gone but in this movie rocket is sitting there the whole time and he just like can't like he's unconscious and it's not really clear from a logical standpoint why they can't just do a little hacking and make him come back they have that technology and because that plot seems not very secure to me it makes those those first parts of the movie i know i'm being nitpicky here i know but it makes the, for me it makes those first parts of the movie um it's i wasn't as easily captivated by those as the I, plots in guardians one and two i think i agree with you and it makes me come back to what i was saying earlier which is like I just it's frustrating to me that they that the Adam Warlock was just naturally like against the Guardians because apparently High Evolutionary created the Sovereign and he was gonna murder this he was gonna exterminate the Sovereign unless they brought him Rocket. I feel like it would have been so much more interesting if like let's say this whatever they needed to save Rocket, they had to go straight to the High Evolutionary for. And obviously he's this dude's insanely powerful and they need like they needed Adam Warlock to, to get there. Like for some reason, like it, I think it would have been so much more interesting because they're trying to convince this dude who is clearly very um, all over the place. He's super powerful. Like he's a wild card. You have no idea what he's going to do next. And they're trying to convince him be like, Hey dude, our best friend is dying. We need your help. And you know, he's clearly not very mature. So he's just, what, for whatever reason, maybe not understanding what they need, or so, and he's killing a bunch of people because he's so powerful. He's killing people on accident. It's like I think that would have been so much more interesting as a way to like integrate Adam Warlock into the actual plot of the movie and give the Guardian something more meaningful to do besides retrieving a password. Like I think so much more could have been done in that in that middle part of the movie, like what you what you were talking about, Sam. I yeah. Something I thought was really interesting with Adam Warlock is at one point Adam Warlock is on the ship with uh Gamora and then they the ship starts taking off from the planet and his mom gets like exploded when the uh, planet is blowing up. I really what I really thought they were doing there is I thought they were killing uh what's the villain's name again? High evolutionary. Yeah, thank you. Um, when I, I thought he was going to see that high evolutionary like killed his mom, and then he was going to join the guardians and help stop him, but that didn't happen. His high evolutionary killed his mom, and then he just kept trying to get the guardians. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that part was strange. I I thought I knew where they were going with that, and I absolutely didn't. They didn't follow upon his mom dying at all. I don't know. I. I think, and I think Adam Warlock's probably, at the end of the day, you can probably tell based off how much I'm talking about, my least favorite part of the movie. I think it's kind of uh, not as egregious 
version of what happened with Taskmaster and Black Widow. Um, I think it kind of, I think the MCU just kind of got, got caught in the grand scheme of the MCU. They hinted at Adam Warlock in the post credit scene of the sequel of, of Guardians 2. And so they kind of had to put him in this movie. It probably would have been better without him, but they kind of were just stuck because it would have been weird if he wasn't in this movie because he was in a post credit scene. So that's, I think that's probably what ended up happening. I think the movie should have just completely focused on the high evolutionary as the antagonist. But um, yeah, I think once everything with Adam Warlock, besides his first scene where he's just a menace, almost killing the entire Guardians of the Galaxy team, I think outside of that scene, basically everything he does is flawed, even including the part where he just randomly comes in and saves Star saves Star Lord. It's like I don't even like know what the connection is there besides he's the only one who could have done it because no one else can just fly out into space. But uh, I think I personally think that I think this Guardians movie had the worst villains and the worst antagonists of any Guardians mm, movie. I don't. I, I don't agree with that. I think, I think High Evolutionary is a more interesting version of Ronan um, from the standpoint that the High Evolutionary really doesn't have much of a personality in this movie. He's just an evil person, yeah. which I think is fine because a lot of recent Marvel stuff has been doing the opposite of that and trying to have a super, super sympathetic villain. Um, trying to recreate their kind of Thanos dynamic they had in Infinity War, um, it's uh, which was an evil guy with with a meaning, with a purpose behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, this didn't really have that, uh, but I think the more interesting aspect is the fact that Ronan was just a jerk and uh, an evil jerk, and then High Evolutionary is an evil jerk, but with ties to one of our protagonists, like with direct ties. So I think that makes it. A little more interesting because Ronan really was just yeah he was just a guy who wanted to rule the galaxy like um so I I would not say Ronan's a better villain than um high evolutionary personally I actually just kind of thought about um Nebula uh fits a very similar spot except I think she was done better in the like guardians one guardians two as um adam warlock did in this movie as like an anti-hero you think nebula was better in the other movies i think nebula was better than adam warlock is what i'm saying as an anti-hero because i think i think nebula fit a similar role in guardians one and two as she did uh, nebula is I mean in Guardians One Nebula is a villain. You see, correct. Guardians Two is what I should have said. Guardians Two Guardians season two, eight. Yeah, but like Adam Warlock in this film is is only he is a villain for all of it except the very end. Um, and like I don't even know what he is now. I guess no, he's a guardian. That's right. Because the post credit. Yeah, scene, that's um, how. Do it, we want to talk about the post credit scene? Well, I don't know what is there I don't know if I talk about. I just want to I want to start before we do that I want to quickly say that I completely agree with Cam- what Cameron said earlier about how they could have had him make the transition 
from villain to guardian halfway through the movie and then they can all team up and get to like go against high evolutionary together that would have been so sick and that way you don't have to deal with the struggles of having two villains at once because you just don't anymore but they waited until the end of the movie to do that and by that point it was already weird to make him switch off and it was abrupt so i think they you know it he didn't have to be in this movie but because of that post credit scene um you know, I, I guess they had to put him in here. But even so, they could have made this movie really good with him. And they could have made him a very interesting character. And they just yeah. did not really do that. Actually, before we talk about the end credit scene, uh, I think we should talk about each character and kind of how um, their story got closed off. Or maybe if you think that got extended through this movie and like what the future of the character will look like. Sure. So, well, uh I I actually wanted to ask. It's kind of this connects to it. So I want to hear what what Sam wanted to say about Drax because or what was it Sam or Zach that said that? I said I, okay. I said because I, I understand. Obviously, it's clear why Rocket or high why slash how Rocket and Star Lord could have died and why they would have died. But what what were your thoughts about Drax? I wanted to hear that. Yeah, during the Orville Corp scenes, um, when uh the workers or whoever they are i guess realized that the guardians were not actually members of orbocorp and they like turned against them and started uh, duking it out and drax was blasted in the heart twice with this like twice yeah with this like gargantuan laser or whatever it is yeah. i don't know and like he's down and it almost it almost seems like you aren't completely sure if he's gonna make it or not when that scene is happening. And then in the next scene, he's just completely fine. Yeah. And I I know not everyone thinks that's a big deal, and probably not everyone even remembers that happened. But to me, it was so weird that they injured him like that and just completely grazed past it. Like they didn't have to shoot him in the heart. They could have just given him a shoulder wound and he's Drax and he would walk it off. And maybe there's an argument that he could have walked off a hit or two to the chest. It just felt very strange to me. But other than that, I actually really like Drax in this movie. And he is maybe one of my favorite characters in this movie, actually. I really like how they did Drax in this movie. Yeah, I think... Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I was going to say, I think the reason they didn't kill off Drax um, was kind of because he he's his character is very unfinished if they killed him off i feel like there would have been it wouldn't have been very meaningful because he didn't finish his arc and his arc is kind of that his whole family died um and i think they closed that uh, off by the end uh, of the movie after. by introducing the kids and then he's kind of a father figure to them and stuff yeah i i i'm happy he didn't die for the record i didn't want him to die i don't think he I guess I shouldn't say that I think he should have died, but I, like, taking a hit like he did, I feel like he should have died from that, and I think they should have just rewritten the scene so that he doesn't take such a beating. And again, it's a small point, but it wasn't that hard to do. It wasn't that hard to make it a little more realistic, but I agree. He's not a finished character, and he's a character I really like, especially after this movie, and I want to see more of him. Well, 
I I think Cameron and I were actually talking about we're not sure uh, if we're going to see much of the characters on Nowhere. Isn't that what you're saying, Cameron? You don't think? Well, I actually just read specifically right before this. I read James Gunn apparently had said in, in an interview that um, the actors for so Dave Batista and Zoe Saldana, that actor and actress for um drax and gamora they're done done like they're really they're done in the MC- yeah. yeah so the characters that stayed on nowhere i think are going to i think those characters are done in the mcu it seems like yeah, I, okay. I think it's really and i think that's really interesting because obviously star lord's coming back which i'm not 100 percent sure why i feel like his arc's pretty much done but um done. well probably because his dad's gonna die in a couple years <laughs> Which, well, you mean you mean his grandfather? His grandfather, because what well, a what a horrible know, time for him to go I, back home. I really just am confused. I am fine with Rocket not dying for some reason. I feel like it was. I think it was very nice that he got to beat the High Evolutionary. I think it would have been kind of unjust, like injustice for him to not get to win against the person who like was so awful to him for so long. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know why Star-Lord just didn't, I mean, I don't, it's not like I want Star-Lord to die. I like Star-Lord, but I feel like it would have been a logical conclusion. I, if anything, I'm, I'm surprised the, the end credit scene wasn't the guardians of the galaxy won't, will return because there's clearly, clearly still like, um, toys to be sold from Groot coming back and rocket still is a beloved character and I, I would hope Adam Warlock is going to do more stuff in the future where he can actually showcase his powers. But well, um, yeah, so speaking of all those characters, um, uh, obviously the characters we haven't talked about is the, the new Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Groot, Adam Warlock, Rocket, Cosmo, um, random little Craglin. girl. Craglin and random girl. Random girl from Spaceship. Well, I don't know what there is honestly to talk about because I I think it's hard. They didn't make it clear they're coming back. So no, I think there's a chance they don't. I I think that I think they will, but I don't think um I don't think there will be a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Four with the no. new Guardians of the Galaxy, and I honestly don't think it would be very good if they tried to do that. So I don't think they will. Um, but I well, I don't be think hard it's without James Gunn too. I, I don't think it's unlikely that they show up in a future big event. Uh, obviously marvel's building all of these characters that aren't connected at all and maybe when there is some big event that connects them the new guardians may show up in that yeah i i guess i it's probably safe to assume they still have like the contacts since rocket and Groot were avengers i guess it's safe to assume they have a way to contact those guys but i don't know it's it's gonna seem weird when like and five years from now when it's the culmination of whatever the saga is and it's gonna be like oh there's craglin running at king the conqueror with his <laughs> arrow like yeah i, I have a hard time and there's oh there's cosmo lifting a rock up with her with her uh kinetic abilities like uh, i just have a hard time seeing like every all of those people except for rocket and Groot, like being a part of like some grand finale of uh, this this saga. And by the way, I just want to very quickly point out that 
Cosmo, the dog, spoke accurate Russian in this movie, which is a very small point, but I'm very happy about it because I speak Russian and they never hire Russian actors in Marvel. They refuse. They keep adding Russian characters, but they never hire Russian actors and it sounds like garbage every time. So I'm very happy they nailed it this time. I really liked... Um, I liked the character Cosmo, uh, very underused in the movie simply because, yes. I mean, she didn't have a point in the movie. The movie could have existed. Well, and Cosmo, that's not necessarily no, 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 true. No, 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 no. She was like essential in the climax. Well, yeah. They brought her in at the very end with the nowhere with it, like the nowhere. Yeah. Essential. Sure. I, I guess. I don't know how else they do that. They had too many, they had too many, um, characters to have everyone on the high evolutionary ship fighting him. By the way, I did want to mention, because it, it got someone kind of, I think mentioned it like passing by. I, the, we haven't really talked about the action in this movie. I thought some of the action scenes were kind of cr- like awesome, especially oh. with um, the, I, I think it's the last one with, um, oh, I'm specifically thinking of the thing they put in the trailer that was in the There's movie. There's a hallway the, scene. There's with, a hallway the, yeah, scene. Yeah, the hallway yeah. scene. Gru is just, He's always been awesome action wise, except for I guess two when he was a baby. But um, the scene in in one where he's poke he uh, he pokes his arm through multiple people and then uses them as like a he just a club wrecks the entire hallway and yeah uses them as a club and kills all the other henchmen. And this movie I thought Groot was really awesome like action wise. It was like the scene when he was holding like twenty guns in all of his branches. Yeah, (laughs) yes, that was was so funny. That was awesome. The he's not ever the best character, but I feel like the most consistently like entertaining character is Gru. Um, like I every would say, scene, every scene Gru is like pr- like prominent in. He's awesome. I feel like that's like pretty consistent. I would say he was debatably the best character in Guardians One, which is a hot take. But I loved Groot so much. I'm very attached. Also, he was so good in that. He's so good in all of the movies. Can we really say that Groot isn't amazing in the fight scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when there's the beginning of Guardians of the Galaxy okay, 2? Okay, that, yeah. Where that's... he's <laughs> running around he's with not... the rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't know. Whoever's in charge of the Groot scenes probably should get a raise. But um, oh, there's something else. The other part of the Groot, I thought the little bit where Gamora like, was like, couldn't understand that the Groot language and and then the very end i thought that was like that was cool n- not relevant to the plot at all i just thought it was like funny and yeah it was kind of i made, thought that was funny um, let's talk let's talk about Groot and his language okay because now now we arrive at my absolute least oh, favorite this part is of this be a movie horrible opinion i can already tell it no it's not let me explain <laughs> it's a very i feel like it's a very minor issue when it comes to the like togetherness of this movie, but for the continuation of Marvel and these future characters, I think it's a big deal. So at the very end, Groot says, I love you all. He hugs the gang and he says, I love you all. And I know a lot of people that loved that scene. And I understand. Because when Groot said, we are Groot in, I think it was the at the end of Guardians 2. Um, it might have been one, I'm not sure. It, no, that was Guardians 1. It was 1, one wasn't it? It was yeah. one. He, he protected he everybody from the spaceship crashing. 
Yes, yeah, I remember. So at the end of one when he says we are Groot, that was great. This I love you all. That was my least favorite part of this movie. I don't remember and I'll that. Why. I don't I don't remember really? this. Yeah, it did happen. Um when? it was right after I, Star Lord almost so, died. So this is the way I took it was like and I, I'm not saying I thought it caught me off guard in a way I wasn't a big fan of, but um I feel like that was supposed to like signify us like being able to understand yes. his language, which I, I, I don't want to be able to understand him because I think it, every time he says I am Groot, I just imagine Vin Diesel ca- cashing another hundred thousand dollar check <laughs> for being able to say I am Groot. But like, I don't know. I, I didn't mind it, but I think I will mind it if like Groot shows up in Avengers six and he's like, Hey guys, what's going on? Exactly. Like, no, stop, thank you. No, like, thank you. So thank you. That. that sounds really funny. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. This is that is why this is my least favorite part of the movie because now they can go two directions because now it is like they can't avoid it being canon that he speaks English. Like I, I, I don't, or that we understand him speaking English. I guess they can't avoid that. I cannot so, believe I don't remember the scene at. Oh, it's it crazy. was right after it was right after Star Lord almost died. Should have died. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah should have died. Should have died. And I then honest... Adam Warlock heals his face, and then they all hug, and like it was weird. Um, I have a lot of problems with that scene actually. <laughs> I but I thought it was, I don't know. I think that scene was tough because I think if he died, like I think if he he lived there, and we're like, eh, that's a little weird. But I think if he died, I would be really mad if he died because he wanted yeah. to go get his music. That no, I would have been mad. Before we get to that, can I really quickly finish about Groot because this is like absolutely Sam. Go ahead. Yeah, very brief, but it is very. I just want to vent my frustration here because now they can do either. One of two things. They can either, as one of you said, they can wait until Guardian 6 or whatever, and then Groot comes in while, uh, like, waltzing and, hey guys, what's up? And like, we can understand his speaking English, and then it's going to be really weird. No matter what anyone else says, Groot speaking English is going to be weird. They can either do that, or they will have to just pretend in the next movie that this never happened, and we'll be like, wait, why don't we understand him anymore? And it doesn't make sense, because... As Cameron was saying, it was it was so much better when he just said, I am Groot. Or even we are Groot. We are Groot is still fine because it's only one word. It's one small word. But when he just says, I am Groot. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, one word other than I am Groot. No, but I mean, or, like, we, oh, no, are. we are. Okay, fine, yeah. fine, 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 fine. Grammar check me. Whatever. <laughs> but it's, it's very, it, it's similar enough that, like, it's believable that he still doesn't speak English. It's just a couple of words he could have heard. But... Anyway, him saying, like, I loved I Am Groot as a concept. It was it was so genius because we didn't actually need to know what he was saying. He could just say I Am Groot and do whatever he was going to do in the context of the situation. And we would all, most of the time, understand what he was getting at. And Vin Diesel would cash another $100,000. And <laughs> that was very, very enjoyable to me. It's one of, if not my fa- the favorite part about Groot for me and I really enjoyed that and they took that away from me now or they'll bring it back but it'll be super awkward because like why did you take it away to begin with and so I hated that but now we can talk about the end scene where Star-Lord should have died 
Yeah. No. No, we shouldn't have. Why? Why not? Why not? Wait, you don't think we sucked? What? I I I think. I just agree with Cade, which is, I think if he died in that scene, I would have been upset because it's a stupid way for him to die. And, and I, it'd be different I think if it fits it, his character, though. No, 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 but I think he, it would be different if it was, like, his mom's cassette tape, but it wasn't. It was just the, yeah, the that's gift a good given point. to him. Like, that would be I, way more meaningful. If he dropped I was his gonna, mom's cassette tape, he went back for it, and then he died. Yeah. That'd be, like, understandable, but if he just died because he's, like, I don't know, his Oops. digital, well, you it, know, like... I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of split both ways because, like, in Guardians 1, he acts so, like, aggressive to anyone who even, like, gets near his, the, his cassette tape. Like, he gets tased in the first movie because he, like, confronts one of the prisoner guards for listening to it. And then when they're escaping the prison, he goes back while the building's exploding yeah. and gets it. Um, so, like, I... I mean, it is a dumb reason to die, but, like, at the same time, like, it's not... You can't necessarily say it doesn't, like, fit who Star-Lord is. Like, he cares what he cares about, and if that's what he dies over, it's like, well, he probably would have wanted to go out because he probably would have loved to die trying to save music. Like, that's Uh, probably how he would want to die. You're right in the idea that, I mean, he is known to make very irrational decisions that is his character, um, like, example, Infinity what War. What could you be referring to? <laughs> Infinity War, when he right. tries to... But that whole thing happened, but... Um, I mean, there was only one way, um, which was that way. But also, um, anyways... Um, I just... I, I think... Yeah, I, it's it's just... It's talk tough. I feel like I they just... I think you could have... I think you could have him, like, die pr- protecting Rocket from the high evolutionary. Yeah. Who, yeah. Is kind of overpowered and probably shouldn't have lost to all the guardians so easily. Yeah. Well, I, um, I the way I took that is the dude's like not a fighter. I mean, he's never like he's a scientist who I I don't know the I have a bigger problem with like where did he get this like ability to just move like throw oh, rocket around. I hundred percent agree. Good they question. didn't explain it at know. all. He's like That's I have I, used yeah. my mm-hmm. science to create the gravity suit or like whatever, and then and it's, and it's like, like how exactly. <laughs> like, he's yeah. when he was, he's literally Mewtwo. When he was introduced, I like. I was thinking maybe he had, like, some sort of, like, power stone fragment or something because of, like, he had, like, kind of power stone powers and his suit was purple and everything, like, glowy. I thought maybe it was something with the power stone, but it wasn't at all. Well, and I'm sure there's, like, people out there who really, like, co- like comic book fans who really hated the High Evolutionary because I think in the comics, if I understand it right, he's more of, like, an actual god like in in this movie he you like he uses science to be like a god but i think in the comics he's like in some form like i think he's closer to like thor than he is like a really good scientist like in the comics so i i might be wrong on that but that's what i always knew him as was like almost kind of like adjacent to the mcu's god like because he can create species and obviously they took a different angle with that he does create species but he he does it in a scientific way but um yeah i don't know i we can like talk about the high evolutionary because we haven't really touched on him like too much as like quality of uh, from a quality of uh the villain standpoint but i i personally yeah i 
I thought it was weird. He could just, Oh, he, now he went from like in the flashbacks, he was just a guy. And now he's, his face is torn up because of rocket and he can move things with his mind. And also they never really like dug into like who he is. He's like, except for the part that he just, he just sucks because he's an animal abuser and he's basically a, a child abuser because he, he programmed these animals to basically be like children. So he's, he's basically an animal abuser and a child abuser all in one. And he does literally abuse the children in the, who are actually children at the end of the movie. So, but outside of the fact he's a horrible person, like we never really dive into him. So it's, I felt this weird conflict in myself watching the movie where I was like, this guy's clearly super strong. And yet I don't, I think he just sucks as a person, but I'm not really like scared of him as a villain. Like not this, like not the same way when I would look at Gore and Thor Love and Thunder, like, Oh, this guy's just like, Oh, he's, he's disgusting. Like he's, he's like threatening and he's, he's hard to look at and he's scary. And this guy's just kind of like, Oh, he's just like, Oh, really, really, really bad person. Like, I don't know. I just felt, I didn't know how to feel about him. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, would, I didn't think... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I actually... That disgusting part you brought up, I found the High Evolutionary, like, a pretty unique case. I don't think we see this that much in Marvel. Of I, I found him, like, just pathetic. Like, he he he's, has horrible... He has, like, a horrible goal. But he's also just kind of pathetic in the movie. Like, he kind of... Like, when his advisor's like, why are you doing this? He's like... He, he, he just he shouts some random, like, thing about there is no god that is why i'm here which is like not i i don't he's clearly insane um and i don't know i just like the more i watched him like he was just like strangely like i agree i was not intimidated by him at all i thought he was like disgusting and pathetic uh which i can appreciate like really hating a villain because i that's good um but he wasn't very I didn't find him very interesting. And despite how overpowered he seems to be, because like he could solo Adam Warlock, and we saw Adam Warlock was beating up all the guardians. So despite that, I was just not threatened by him at all. I I thought well, and I think they like I almost feel like this was like a meta, like James Gunn making fun of the MCU because they started having him go on like his diatribe about how he wants the, the perfect world where nobody's being bigoted towards each other. And I saw something on, uh, online that was like, this dude is literally like the biggest animal slash child abuser of all time talking about bigotry. Like, and I think, I don't think that was a serious, cause like even in the conversation, Star Lord was like, oh boy, here we go. Like this horrible guy is talking about how he wants a perfect society and how he wants everyone to be nice to each other. But like, I don't know. I, I think that's like, they kind of showed their card. This is what kind of we were going to do. And then it's actually just a throwaway joke for Star Lord to be like, Oh boy, this guy's a weirdo. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, I don't feel like they were really trying to make him interesting, which is kind of frustrating, but also it's a, there's only, only there's so many characters in this movie, which we've already talked about that, but and it's a shame because it looks like he might come back because they didn't kill him. Why? Why didn't they kill him? <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Isn't he like on the ship as it blows up? 
I know I. I, 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 I listen. We didn't see him die. Okay, this isn't Marvel, Star Wars. That means he's alive. Slow down, slow down. This isn't Star Wars. <laughs> this isn't Emperor Palpatine. I don't think I he's going to die. I hope not. I, I'd be really surprised if he comes back. I, I somehow think the High Evolutionary has returned. <laughs> watch, watch. I am waiting for it. If he did die, then that's that's I'm fine. Sure I don't dead. really care to see him again. But also, and this is also a little bit nitpicky. The fact that he could solo, if he could solo Adam Warlock, why did he lose that final battle where, like, the no, Guardians were, like, no. literally just taking turns punching him back and forth? Like, what was that? That was, that looked like Star Wars. That was I, weird. I think, and Cameron brought this up, and you could argue for it, he's, like, despite being overpowered, uh, or, like, having a really powerful ability, like, a telekinesis or whatever he's not a he's almost certainly not a fighter he probably doesn't like practice doing it so like he's probably used to like whipping around people who are subjects to him like to be fair when i said and i did say that but like adam warlock was worshiping him or kind of like or, like not worshiping him but worshiping his mother who worships him so adam warlock like kind of got ambushed there uh so, like, when the Guardians, like, kind of surrounded him and semi-ambushed him, like, it's fair that he may, might not have the reaction time or the mental capacity, frankly, to, like, deal with that. But I, I still think it's a little weird that, like, I think he's neutered a little at that end scene when he's yeah. probably pretty strong. I think that's not a terrible argument. I, I think that that could be used to justify that scene. But it is weird, and I think if that argument was going to be used to justify him being unable to take on the Guardians, it should have been explained a little bit better preemptively that he's not much of a fighter. Because that point, we can deduce it, but it wasn't really stressed at all. Yeah. It was a bit awkward. Well, to wrap up, um, why don't we go through and uh, everybody kind of give their uh, like a number ranking out of 10 for this movie and if uh, you have a placement in your head uh, you can give that too uh, so Cameron um, so I think this is an official and I've I've um, on many movies not just MCU in general I like to give myself a little space between seeing it and ranking it but my immediate score would be an 8 out of 10 i so, so for um, context, I think I have both the first two Guardians movies at 9 out of 10s. So I do think it's a solid tier below them. But like I said earlier, I did really enjoy it. Um, and I th it really did make me feel, which I think does. I've always said for me, if a movie really makes me emotional, I think like in a good way, whether it's happy or sad or really rooting for the characters are really rooting against a certain character. I think I'll give it some leeway on some of the issues. Like what I was talking about earlier, I didn't like the Adam Warlock part, stuff like that. So, and I think this movie did that successfully where I'm not going to hammer it too hard on its issues because it, it really did have me locked into the movie. Um, and if it didn't, I would be harder on it, but that's not the case. So I think I'm going to sit on an eight, eight out of 10 for now. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. And I don't have a specific ranking. I haven't done that, gone that deep yet. But, yeah. Interesting. 
Um, I've been bouncing between a six and a seven since I watched the movie. And I think what I'm settling for right now is a six. Um, and to be clear, there was a lot I liked about this movie. Um, like I said, I really liked the the characters individually, or at least the the protagonists. Um, I I said the beginning scenes were a little slowish, but um, the end was action packed and um, you know containing a lot of emotion. Um, and it was it was certainly a movie that made me feel. Um, and I appreciate that. But we didn't talk about that as much as we did all of the, you know, character flaws and holes and mistakes. And in part, I think the reason for that is because, debatably, uh, hating on a movie can be more fun um, than explaining why you enjoyed it. Um, maybe not so for everyone. But to me... It feels like the reason that occurred is because the mistakes and the lost potential stand out much more than the good in this movie. And I don't think it had to be like that. I think this had the potential to be an amazing movie. I think this definitely could have been written to be better than Guardians 1 or 2. I think there was a potential for that. Um, but it just didn't happen. Um, and I was really excited to see another Guardians movie. And I feel a little let down. So, um, I still I still enjoyed it. I had fun. Uh, it was pretty good as far as Phase 5 movies go. Um, but I'm going to have to stick with uh, a little bit above average for now. Zach, what did you think? What uh... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm bouncing between seven and eight. I would probably, if I, if I was forced to do a non-decimal number, I'd probably just say a seven. Um, but I thought that despite, like, it's, like I said earlier, I think Rocket not being in the movie is like such a hamper and it's really sad. Uh, and because I think if he was in this movie, I, I just think it would have been a lot better. I mean, he okay, like with the Guardians. <laughs> I'll clarify, um, but like us, that that was by far my biggest issue. Because aside from that, like there's some plot armor moments, and like the villain's not amazing, but the characters are still really really good in this movie. Um, there's it's just always fun to watch the Guardians do the Guardian thing, so. I'm sure this movie will stay fond in my heart, despite despite not having as much rocket as I was like. But yeah, seven out of ten. I really liked it. Uh, yeah, um, I I think I would give it an eight. Um, like Cameron said, I may be suffering a little from recency bias, but um, I I think it was. A, definitely an above average Marvel movie, I think. Yeah. Now, I, 
I and my so personally, my parting thoughts on I guess this. Well, I'm sure we'll get into the like future of the MCU another day, but I, I think we've kind of talked about this. Um, it really sucks because I think this movie was good, but it's hard to say this is, this movie's making the MCU head in the right direction just because of so many factors. Because most of these characters are not going to be in the in the in the universe anymore, or not anytime soon, at least. And James Gunn obviously is departing to become the leader of DC, which I think is really exciting for DC, but a big loss for Marvel. Um, so that that's personally what I keep thinking about is Marvel really, really needs their next few things. I specifically for me, Secret Invasion to hit because as good as good as I think this movie was, I it's hard to like be like, Oh, well MCU's back now because I don't think that's the case. I think that's too early to say that. Yeah. I secret invasion. I'm fairly certain is a TV show. Yeah. So I would be, I'd be shocked. I'd be, I'd be really happy. Pleasantly surprised if it is like good, but I'm hoping because secret invasion is the concept is really cool. So those were our thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now Cameron, Zach, and I will be discussing Episode 1 of Secret Invasion. So, Cameron, what did you think of um, Episode 1 of Secret Invasion? Um, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I don't really know. I feel like I need more time to process. And also, TV shows are just hard when it's like, you can't like this show you can't get the entire thing right away like you could with like a netflix show so i think this episode if anything proved they're going to successfully utilize the scrolls um because they actually i was like commentating the entire time like i was trying to like guess who was scrolls and obviously i got um Agent Ross, I like predicted that as soon I as did. I saw him. Yeah, and like then, <laughs> and then pretty early on in the show too, I went to Cade. Like, there's no shot Maria Hill isn't a scroll. She has to be a scroll. And then in the in the very uh, the end of the episode was my favorite scene uh, when they have Nick Fury kill her, and I'm like, oh, I literally raised my arms. I was like, oh, look at me, I'm I'm awesome. And then they freaking reveal that that was actually just a Nick Fury scroll, and they actually got me there. Like I was like, wow, they actually I did not see that coming at all. I thought Nick nope. Fury shot Maria Hill because she was a scroll. Yeah. And then they did the, and then they cut away, and it was Nick Fury, and I'm like, wait, what the heck? And then they cut back to the Nick Fury scroll, and I was like, ah, oh, wow, they actually duped me there. Yeah. Um, I. So I, it, I hope they I hope they keep doing stuff like that because I think that kind of stuff is great and it's actually creative and yeah it's not just like generic like oh that person's a scroll oh wow that person's a scroll too no it's like actually doing stuff with the show to manipulate what you think and now for the rest of the show we're gonna be paranoid about who's a scroll and who's yeah. not and who who they're trying to make us think is a scroll that's not a scroll and like i don't know i think i think that is promising because that's what i wanted from the show is a show that is constantly making me like question who's actually on the good side who's actually on the bad side and um 
I'm really not even sure we know who the well, I guess the the bad scrolls are literally being terrorists, but if we learned anything from Marvel, they they're, they're going to try to make the terrorists seem uh, no. sympathetic. So they are. They are. That, that's where that's going. I'm going to call that now. There's a reason they're being terrorists. I'm sure it's because one of them someone said something mean to them about though <laughs> they look weird or something, but um and humans suck, but um yeah. I mean, they're definitely I think it was a little little bit slow not so much i wasn't really bored at any point um i don't know if this this episode needed to be almost an hour but yeah i i think if i had to describe it in one word i would describe it as promising yeah i agree um and well back to the like sympathy for the scrolls um i mean they definitely are building some sort of like discrimination idea uh, for the movie, obviously, um, the like, show or for, yeah, the show, um, the scrolls are like, they just want a home and, um, obviously people, and it's a little different because it's not just like, Oh, they, I mean, they're different. We don't want them. I mean, it's scary to think about there's like shape shifting, like anybody could be anybody like type of race, like, or, um, species, uh, and then obviously I think they were trying to correlate that with um, or kind of do like a compare contrast. Uh, they obviously they had Nick Fury walking around Moscow and everyone's looking at him and stopping what they're doing, hiding their children. So I think they're trying to I think that's where they're going with that is they're going to kind of um, relate those two things. Really? I didn't even think about that. Oh, I, I think that's where they're going with that. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I I almost just wish. I don't know. I'm. I have to admit, I'm not the biggest fan of the weekly releases for the Marvel shows, at least because sometimes they just make plots. They like it. So it looks like they're setting something up and then it ends up ends up not being a big deal. And it's hard to know what's actually going to be important or not when it's like you only get one episode a week. Yeah. Um. So that's what I'm thinking with like the, I'm just wondering like why was, what what's the weird reason that Nick Fury doesn't want to say why he left earth uh-huh. and they, they, they insinuated there's a person that he came back for, which I'm going to go ahead and call whoever that person is, is who the lead scroll is going to be. The shadow of the purse, I'm assuming that's where where that's going. And I'm assuming that's someone we know who they're going to reveal has been a scroll the whole time. And the other thing I would say, I'll let Zach talk after this. He hasn't gotten his word in. But um, I hope they don't wait till the last episode to to reveal the villain because that's by far my least favorite part about all these TV shows is when... They've saved Agnes for the finale and peace. Uh, uh, what's the uh, Sharon Carter was a peace broker. What, what, what was I her power broker, power, power broker, power broker to yeah. the last episode, Kingpin to the last episode, Kang to the last episode. It's, it's really constant. And I, I think the show is going to be significantly better if we know exactly who the threat is by the middle of the series, by the climax. Well, I mean, I would. I think that's like considering the show is literally part of the thing's mystery. 
I would be surprised if we find the real identity of the villain. Oh, sure. I I think that's probably where that's going. I just don't... I think that, that for me, that's a tired act. No, I agree. I I 100% agree. Um, Yeah, I... uh, I actually, the, my favorite thing with the show probably is, uh, I think there are actually stakes. Um, an established character is dead. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Maria yeah. Well, I that. hope, I hope, God, God. Yeah. She's alive, let's assume, let's assume. Oh, she's yeah. dead. They showed the body. I mean, yeah, that I, is, that's yeah. true. That's true. That, that if historically sh- in our way of knowing someone's dead for sure is like yeah. the body is, and they lingered on it for like, 15 seconds mm-hmm. and and there wasn't any superman oh she did she twitch at the end oh my gosh like <laughs> no she's yeah but yeah. anyway zach go on yeah uh no but I, I i hope that this tv show and i'm optimistic so far it seems like it's actually gonna have stakes and it's gonna actually be important to the marvel storyline instead of a weird one-off where oh like moon knight was okay but he hasn't appeared in anything else. Oh, I like all these yeah. one-off like TV shows that are like I would much rather get a movie to introduce a character than a TV show. So I'm glad that this TV show, instead of introducing new characters, okay, I mean it is, but it's more focusing on already established characters dealing with a new conflict. Um, so I I like that. Uh, obviously, my one of my gripes with this that is a gripe with almost everything now is like can't. They should maybe call for help with more established Avengers. Like, yeah. If, if she, I, now, that, now that Maria Hill's dead, I feel like this has been established to be a big enough threat that like Falcon should come in or so, someone that's like an established Avenger. Yeah, so, I, I thought happen, about that. I doubt it. I thought about that. Um, I think the reason for that not happening is fair. Nick Fury's been off planet for a while now, and I think it's impossible for him to not to like call Bucky and be confident he's not a scroll. Like I there's no way Nick Fury like any of those guys could be scrolls. In fact, I kind of have my the first guy throughout as being the main villain, I thought there was a possibility that it was um a scroll who's pretending to be Rhodey. So that they're inside the U.S. government, oh. right? Rody, is in the show. Yeah, yeah. I didn't and think they, about that. They threw Rody in there for like 15 seconds, talking to the president, and did nothing else with it. I think that's that. My theory is that's them planting the seeds so that the villain was there the entire time. Mm, that's true. So my this that's just a theory. I have I, that that's really story based stuff is really my only theory for it. But I just think. I could see, you know, that that's the scrolls getting inside the U.S. government with access to the president of the United States acting like um, Rhodey. But obviously, Rhodey isn't dead. So that would mean Rhodey has to be, I don't know, if he's being held captive by them. Obviously, they had their, like, mind stuff so that they can, uh, the scrolls can take all their, like, memory stuff too. But um, that, does anyone else have any other theories about who the 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 main antagonist could end up being it might just end up being nobody but i think that would be well weird. i do i mean well, it could just be the guy that 
is Talos's son, I think it is. But I, Zach, do you I, remember the scene where like they were um like one of the scrolls was transforming into the guy they captured and there yeah. was the shadow in the yeah. I, I think I mean I think that's probably who's gonna be the main villain. I mean Well that's what do we, yeah, do we not sure. just think do we not just think that was the the Talos's son, the guy who's like at the moment the like seems to be the leader? Oh, is that what they were saying? I Okay, what I got uh, from that, especially well, at the final fight scene where he's the one to pull the trigger and he seems really personally mad at Nick Fury and he kills Murray Hill, that might just be the bad guy. Oh, that's true. Right, but but he, I guess what I'm saying is he might be um, throughout the series portraying someone we know. Like, yeah, maybe. Um, like, obviously when we're saying a scroll is, uh, is, uh, is Rhodey, I'm not saying that that's always been the case i'm just saying like that scroll is pretending to be roadie no no yeah i know what you're saying um i haven't thought about it much but um, the the roadie guess seems pretty astute actually i wouldn't be surprised uh and you mentioned this earlier uh when you said like nick came back for someone else i interpreted that scene differently than you i think i think i interpreted that as he came back because like for the wife like the wife had died and that's why he came back and he didn't come back just because just because oh i guess i i don't i wasn't thinking about that i don't know why that would have been like a weird like line where they were being super vague if it was just about talos's wife maybe yeah i might have just missed the context before and after the line but i just heard that and assumed i where I thought it was going was because then they showed him getting blipped after that. I thought maybe it was going to be him uh, about Iron Man's death. I thought that's what they might be going oh. towards. Was, did you come back for somebody else? And it's because he still feels like he has to protect Earth because Tony gave his life so that, well, not just Earth, but the universe, but especially Earth could still have it have its people um, i i'm not saying that they didn't say anything that made me think that that's just kind of where my mind went to because they started going back to yeah they showed like the scene where nick fury got blipped so i i don't know that was just that maybe that was just my hope maybe yeah. that's not even what i thought but i thought it would have been cool because i feel like they really haven't touched on iron man's legacy besides far from home which released four years ago um, what do you, uh, so I think I must've forgotten something or why was Nick Fury in space and stuff? Like wh when did they introduce that? Did they introduce that in another movie or show that he was yeah, going to space? Um, far from home, far from home, after far credits. Um, because he's not Nick Fury in far from home. It's a yeah. squirrel, it's Talos. And then we see an after credit scene. He's just vibing in space. Okay. I do um, remember that now. Yeah. The okay. president. It seems like he's helping defend Earth from outer threats. Yeah. Which is why the president's pissed it's, off that he's on board. Right. It's like a space... He was like a... It was a space shield, basically. Like, he was building a shield type of organization out in space. I don't... Actually, I wonder if that would... I, I, didn't they call it something? Because I, I assumed when they introduced S.W.O.R.D., that that's what that was like what in the far they from called scene. it like blade or or um 
That's that'd be weirdly similar to the word sword if it I was know, called. Blade. But they did. They did. They called it something that was a synonym for sword, or like. Maybe they, it's a code word. I guess I don't know. Like I, I don't remember exactly because, what it was now, but they did. Because clearly the series is connecting to Captain Marvel and is going to connect to the the sequel that I just cannot wait for that to come out. But great movie. Um, I, I, I don't say that with any sarcasm whatsoever. Saber. Um, That's what it was. Saber. 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 Why? I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, I don't yeah. know either. Um. Yeah, I I guess I might have just misinterpreted that Nick Fury came back for just because Talos' wife had died. But I, I did they make it clear how long ago that happened? Maybe not. No. I, I didn't get the feeling that was a recent event. I assume if it was that recent, they would have just shown that. I, I feel like it might have been recent. I agree because the daughter, daughter didn't know. Talos well, tells daughter. I I wouldn't have been surprised if his daughter's been away for, I mean, multiple years. I mean, did they show she, her in? Um, she seems pretty radicalized in Captain Marvel. Which yeah, Taylor's were- daughter is in that movie. Yeah. Okay, okay, I thought she so. like she Wasn't plays and a son, right? Is there a son? I don't. I I, I could have. Maybe I'm making this up. I'm gonna look it up. You, you, yeah. Uh. But I specifically remember because um, uh, his daughter was playing with Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. and uh, like they were out playing on the the swing set or whatever. And yeah, then um, they realized that yeah that she was a scroll, and yeah. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going wild on the theories, but. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I'm trying. I try not to do that. I mean, the usually it's never what ends up being in our wildest dreams is what is what happens. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, uh, I fi- I just figured that I didn't I didn't connect Talos's wife dying with Nick Fury saying that. Um, while we just have this uh, free space. Uh, you you talked about the, like the very first thing you said was the scene where we like it looked like Nick Fury, um, right? Like, look killed her, uh, and as the uh, the resident um, media productions person, <laughs> um, I would like to say uh, I think I think the reason that looked so good is because uh, there's a rule when you're filming that uh, when you're like switching between two shots of the same thing you're supposed to move the camera like more like more than 45 degrees like you should have moved the camera um and they didn't they did two shots um of nick fury like back to back and they were like exactly the same like there were very similar angles and mm-hmm. it was just looked like a jump cut except like he had his gun out in one and then didn't in the other it like it almost looked like a mistake it was so um unordinary and it kind of like it just caught me off guard and then that's kind of how they did the reveal of oh that's a scroll nick fear like i don't know i think that's why it worked so well is because they just broke a rule and it's like you can just tell it doesn't look right and then they reveal why and 
Right. They like they made it you like unsettled. Yeah. Very very like like in a subtle way. Yeah. It's like an uncanny valley movie making like trick. It's like wait that isn't right. Something about that isn't right. Yeah. yeah they did that's a very good job at that. Did you ever find if Taylor had a son, Zach? No, 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 he doesn't. So I'm making that up. Uh, okay. It just seems like for some reason, like Fury and this and this new guy in charge, or like the I think his name is Gravik or something. Yeah, Gravik. Like, they seem to know each other, and I don't know why. I but, wish like, Gravik seems to be personally angry at Nick Fury, and we and I don't know why. I don't think we know why yet. I think this might have just may been used as a tool to show that Nick Fury isn't the same person. He's like kind of weaker and stuff. But um, it made me like angry that Nick Fury didn't pull. He pulled out his gun on him. He should have just shot him. Like pull out nope. the gun, shoot. Right? He's kind of incompetent in this. I know. Like, they make a point to do that, but I still don't like. Him. Like he, if he pulled like, out and shot, he probably would have saved like uh, Maria's life, tens or maybe even hundreds yeah. of lives. Like I don't yeah, know how many people died in that event, but. I mean, yeah, he would have saved a lot of people if he just shot him instead of pulling out his gun and, and being like, don't pull the trigger. Like, I So go, going back to that around that scene, so clearly what makes me really strongly feel like there's going to end up being a sympathetic reason for the terrorist scrolls is because I can't I, – I don't assume that um, they call his daughter's Gaia. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it would make sense for her to learn her mother died at the hands of these people, and then be you know pretend like okay I'm on your side, and then obviously she betrayed them with she told them the bags they had had the bombs in it, but those were just decoys. Mm -hmm. um, clearly, she has a reason that she's uh, sticking, being loyal with them, or. She, uh, and I'm sure she doesn't really believe her dad either, but she probably has a reason she doesn't want to believe her dad. Um, obviously, this is all stuff that hasn't been explored yet. But um, yeah, I think I think it's weird because I'm getting the sense now. I figured this was going to be kind of a good scrolls versus bad scrolls thing, but it looks like most of the scrolls have kind of been turned into this like radical group that has realized they want to make earth their home. And Talos is one of the few left that's you know, trying to prevent that. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. It's been a long time since the scrolls came to earth. Like they said, it was, it's been 30 years. So, um, yeah, I, I did. I thought it was going to be, be more of like a scroll, like tribal war thing, but yeah, it just looks like they, they found a way to make them the bad guys again, which I find weird because I always found the decision to make them the good, like actually good guys in Captain Marvel. I thought that was weird because they've always been such a historic, like Marvel group of villains. Mm. Oh, so. I mean, I thought, I mean, uh, so, I mean, I'm not to get into Captain Marvel that much. Um, I don't like Captain Marvel, but I think i may like it a little more than um at least you do and i would say probably most people uh and that's not something that i mean that's not something that bothered me i thought it was a good plot twist i didn't see it coming at all i i mean i don't think it's don't, bad to change the norm always i 
agree except this like secret the secret invasion storyline which is a storyline derived from the comics yeah works better with the scrolls clearly as the villains like sure and it creates which the, again they've i think they've actually done the paranoia aspect well in the show so far but that's how it was in the comics too you never know they made they made so many of the avengers turn out oh they've been they've been a scroll we the, the, that's not actually Rhodey. that's not actually whoever like yeah. that that's actually a scroll and it almost creates like a civil war 2.0 except it's not actually the superheroes fighting each other it's the superheroes fighting counterparts of the their their team members it also creates possible like your superheroes fighting themselves which i always thought that's where this was going uh because secret invasion is more of an avengers storyline not a Nick Nick, like just a dick yeah it's a, it's a big deal in the marvel comics it's a really big deal. yeah so i'm I mean, I guess it's not, and that's what Secret Wars partly is too. It's yeah, it's part that, and it's part it's part a lot of stuff. It's part Doctor Doom. It's part yeah. It's that has a it's, Secret it's Wars has a lot going yeah. on, but we know um, that's coming up, right? That's an Avengers thing. That's we what? Isn't there an Avengers Secret Wars coming up? Or am I making uh, that? Yeah, no, that it is, is that is that is like project. the next End Game, basically. I think that's that's going to be the sixth Avengers movie because there's going to be Kang Dynasty and then Secret Wars. You know what would and be cool is if, like, in this show they low-key lose. Like, the scrolls are... Or, like, maybe they don't lose, but the scrolls are still out there because, like, how are they going to find them all? Yeah, so, I, I, I... I'm very curious what the conclusion of this show will be. I think it would be bizarre for this to be the end of the scroll storyline. I think that would be really weird because that would have made it really short lived. Um, and I, I, I hope they would be willing to risk that because it seems like the show is not going to be all like s- sunshine and rainbows. I mean, this show seems like it's going to be fairly dark. I mean, yeah, it's like it wasn't super they weren't really trying to be very funny in this in the first episode it was pretty pretty serious tone for the most part i feel like no i i hope they stick with it like i i was very pleasantly surprised like i i didn't love it or i didn't like yeah i didn't love it but i liked it and i'm intrigued and i want to see more which is right more than i can say for almost any other marvel episode one tv show except wandavision so yeah i mean i hope I would I I would be severely disappointed if this wasn't a top two MCU show because I love Moon Knight. So if it could give Moon Knight some competition, I would personally be very satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would be fine if it ends up being just fine, which is what the category I would put like most a decent amount of their shows under, like just okay. Um, which that's mainly because they can't finish off their shows very well. So that's the other thing that it yeah. sucks because they could have a great first four episodes and it's hard to be like super confident that the show's going to end with a bang. You're right. And like, especially I feel like the conclusion of this show is a big deal. Like yes. I, I don't oh, know yeah. what it would be. So they could mess it up. It could be well, like, a... there's, 
I for me, there's no way because I don't think this is good. This show isn't gonna be an Avenger appearing in every single episode. Like I don't get the feeling that that's gonna happen. That'd be pretty cool, um, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. there's no way Nick Fury and Talos. I mean, they said there's tens of thousands of scrolls. I mean, I don't, I don't see a logical way they could reach this the scroll storyline coming to a close by by the, in the next five episodes. I, I, I would, and I hope that doesn't happen. I don't. I, I no. want this storyline. I want this to be the first big step of the the scroll war with the Avengers eventually happening, which I don't know when that would happen because I don't get the feeling that's going to happen during Kang dynasty. That seems like it's going to be mostly a, a Kang war, a ton, ton of Kang Kangs fighting the Avengers. But uh, yeah, I, I at least appreciate that we can feel like we're looking forward to something because with so many of these things, like, um, Someone said this earlier. It's just like all all of this stuff feels so disconnected. Mm. Like, I mean, even Moon Knight, my favorite show they've made so far. No, not not the slightest bit of reference to anything that happened in that show. It could be a standalone. Yeah, it could not be in the MCU. Like it's got basically, which. Yeah. That would disappoint me a lot because I think Moon Knight's a really cool superhero and I like Oscar Isaac. So, but I guess maybe the, if the thing they choose to scrap is Moon Knight, I'll be pretty appalled. I'll just say that. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think Moon Knight is my favorite TV show. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm really excited for this episode. One was really good. And I think, do you guys, I mean, I know Cameron said this already. Zach, do you agree that this show has a lot of potential? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I hope they don't mess it up. Um, so I, I hate to go back to the scene again because we've talked about it a billion times, but there's just so much to talk about. Um, the just the very last scene. Um, so I I wasn't sure what they were doing here. I wasn't sure if they were trying to say, um, all of these people have been scrolls the whole time, or if they were just saying, or if they were just trying to distract Nick Fury. But do you remember when there was the girl with the ball who walked up to Nick yes. Fury? Um, I think that was the same girl that was out in Moscow. Um, maybe oh. was that the same girl, like I, if, with the same ball, like right? Maybe. So um, that's a good I, call. So, that was probably. I bet they're gonna do that a lot in, that, in this show, where you're gonna go back and be like, oh wait, that person was there. So, I, but what I'm trying to figure out is then that person transformed into. Um, I don't. I didn't who is that guy? I actually, didn't recognize him. I wasn't sure. I kept thinking maybe that's the Gravik guy or whatever, but he, I doubt they would. He no, showed I, I up somewhere it. else in that episode. Um, I I, really? I remembered was, it when he, he was, was there. He was just one of the scroll. He was just one of the scrolls. Oh, was he? he? Like at, at the camp they were at. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then um, then they he obviously he turned into the woman that Nick Fury was talking about. So or talking to, um, right. I don't think that. Are, are that, you talking about like Sophia? Oh, are those not name? the same women? No, no that was no. My bad. <laughs> Actually, I want to. Speaking of, that was one of the scenes I had a problem with because it looked really cool, but for him to change shape, there's people on the other side of the camera that yeah. would oh, see yeah. him do that. I was. Thinking I don't know how he logically way. did that. 
and got away with it. Well, like, anyways, I I mean, will be losing shit. So uh, I I didn't know if they were trying to say that. Uh, well, I guess now we've just narrowed it down to just the little girl. So I mean, I assume then they were probably trying to say that that girl was maybe that girl was a uh, scroll. That scroll, yeah, and gra- she was, gra- yeah. Which I mean doesn't I mean that doesn't really add anything because it wasn't like that girl was important. I mean, she just was literally just in a scene, but, um, I mean, I guess that's kind of part of it is they're always watching They're Yeah. They're just everywhere. Uh, another thing I thought about, um, also wait, hold on. Can they change size then? And if they can change size, can't they like, can they become things other than a human or uh, only humans? You're saying like, could they become like an animal oh, yeah, or like a bug? Could they be? Could they well, spot? they're very it's humanoid spot. shaped, so I would say they. I guess, but you're saying they can change size. But it's interesting because, like, a child and an adult are quite different sizes. You're so right. If, like, girl can do that. And I was gonna say something a little similar. Similar is obviously we know, so they we know they can turn into a child, and we know that we they can turn them into like a boy. Like they can change like their gender, gender. and stuff. Yeah. But yep. I was just thinking about like the tunnel scene where. Uh, the uh, t- uh talos's son or daughter was fighting yeah. agent hill oh, yeah. she corrected and was like she and because um he assumed it was like a, a a male i thought that was interesting because i was like that made me think oh can they only change can they only uh impersonate somebody who is the same gender as them yeah. because she knew it was a she but obviously that's not the case because the the man yeah, the guy, turned the into a the small end. girl yeah. yeah yep um i would say it's safe to assume that they can transform into humanoid like anything that was that would be humanoid i agree yeah. i i don't know that for sure but um I think it'd be weird if their specific power as an alien race would be, oh, we could just copy humans. Um, but I do think they have to see, they have to interact. Like they can't just turn into an alien. They like need to see alien. It. Yeah, no, yeah. No. And then yeah. obviously they need to like really, really like interact with the body to, uh, to like get their m- memories and stuff. Yeah, Which yeah, I, that wasn't actually, something they'd I'm not shown sure. before, was it? That's not something they've shown. I actually think it's specifically stated they, in the past, they wouldn't get the memory of the person. I think this is a new thing. Yeah, I agree. They. I, that's why the girl was like, oh, the guy was like, what's behind there? And then she was like, victory. It's yeah, it's that's this true. New, right. It's this new power where now they can take their memories and stuff, which was definitely a problem in the past because there were times where like uh in captain marvel obviously nick fury knew that uh one of one of the people were a scroll because he made up a memory and then they agreed with it right and knowing memories is a big deal yeah so to me that confirms because some people's theories about the scrolls have been like oh this person's been a scroll since like phase three that makes that not possible because, like, they couldn't have been really acting as the person. They look like them, but they wouldn't act like the person. They wouldn't know the stuff the person knew. So, because I remember uh, that it was a pretty common theory that 
um, Nick Fury's been a scroll since um, since Phase Three because in one of the movies he cuts a sandwich a certain way, and in Age of Ultron he specifically says a line like "I only cut my sandwiches diagonally" or something, yeah. which that that seemed that always seemed like a stretch of a theory, but um, yeah, that that just rules out things like oh, this person's been a scroll for years, like. I guess they could be years because of like, I don't, we don't know how they might've had this machine for like two or three years, but not like prior to the blip basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, maybe, but I don't, uh, probably not. Probably not. We don't, we at, don't le- at least not know. a significant character that we've spent like mo- a decent amount of time around because there wouldn't be a, an actual explanation for why they w- were able to, perfectly impersonate that person they've just been on the planet for like 30 years that's a pretty long time right yeah they just want to i'm just saying it's not like they can reveal like if they do reveal roadie the the head scrolls impersonating roadie for instance it's not gonna be like oh shoot roadie actually died back in civil war and the one since has been a scroll like that wouldn't make any sense because that scroll wouldn't have been able to perfectly impersonate roadie until whenever they built this machine yeah yeah um do i have anything else any other thoughts no i do i yeah my main my main i i hope nick fury is is motivated by agent hill's death and becomes competent again that would be i agree i miss i miss like they keep talking about nick fury's like oh he's not what he used to be and he used to be like three steps ahead of everybody but i mean that's my favorite part about nick fury right he's so smart i personally think it'll be kind of cool if they successfully pull off like a Nick Fury beating the washed allegations story in this, like, that would be cool. like I mean, I'm I, sure I, they're gonna I, do that. I, if there's a re, if there's any reason for why he's kind of not super intelligent in this scene, is because the, the, he cha- he flips a switch and becomes the Nick Fury of old with, you know, Maria Hill's death or whatever. Yeah. Or if like Talos were to die. I, I don't know why they would do that, but if he or like an event caused that and he just went into another gear, I think that would be really cool. But if he, if this, I agree, if this is how he is in the show, then that that'll be kind of, oh, it'll it's almost kind of hard to watch because he's always been such a, like, he just knows everything and you don't question that. Yeah. But that's what that lady said was like, oh, it's. You're washed. You don't even know what you're talking about. Like the fact you have to question me about stuff shows everything I need to know yeah. about you. Like, yep. so hopefully that's what they're going for. Thank you for watching. On the next episode, we will start a rewatch of the MCU and discuss our thoughts on the first Iron Man. I'm not quite sure how to end this. We can just call it here. It works. And then you can say, um, you know, like, oh, folks, and, uh, that's all, folks. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, I'm gonna stop talking. We, we could we could all say that's all, folks. Okay. Three, yeah. Two, we we all stutter. One. Da, 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 that's, that's all, folks. That's all, folks. That's all, wait, folks. That, wait, what was the stutter? The stutter.
Have you ever watched Looney Tunes? Yeah, that's it's what been, that, I have. But oh, it's, it's been forever. Is there like a no? Like, let's just not do the stutter. It's gonna be too hard over Discord. We have to. Okay, <laughs> I guess we have to. What is it like? A can you can you do it for me real quick? <laughs> that's all, folks. It's a stutter. Okay, yeah. Sure. I I forgot there was okay, a stutter. It's okay. been a really long time. Okay. Discord latency. Three, two, one. That was good. No, no, that was great. That was great. We have to outro with that every time. Yeah, yeah. We just that recording pasted in the outro. No, no, no. no, no. We do it different one each time. We try again. We try. Okay. Sounds good. If we ever have guests, we have to make them be a part of it. Wait, that's a good idea.